Hey y'all, Seth Bradley here. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your valuable time learning with us. Absolutely appreciate each and every one of you. I've got a small ask. If you'd please just take a few seconds and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, it goes a long way in landing the best new guests for our show. That's it. Thanks again. Let's go. All right, we're back in the studio live with Aaron Gurner, a fantastic guest. She's a lawyer turned life coach who helps attorneys break out of the toxic legal narrative, redefine success, and build a life and career that they love. After seven years of practicing law, she decided to leave the legal profession, everybody's dream, right? And is now one of the top coaches in the Dallas area. This was an incredible interview. I can't wait to dive into this with y'all. All right, let's go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra-wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. Aaron, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. The weather in the uh, weather in the store out there in Dallas right now. Yes, we're weathering it a bit. We we Texans don't do well with the snow and ice, but we are on day three of an ice um, and stay at home ice storm. So we're hoping for better days tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I was just out there and it was uh, it was a mess to be honest with you. So <laughs> I'm glad I got out of there when I did. <laughs> Texans don't do well when the weather turns cold. We uh, things kind of go a hard left when that happens. So it's yeah. going to take a couple days for us to get back on track. But it's supposed to be like sixty-five this weekend, so we should be fine. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Get back on track. That's that's the theme. All right, Aaron, tell us a little bit about your background story. Um, take it as far back as you'd like to. Yeah, awesome. So I am, um, I'm Erin Gurner. I am a wife to Nick of 15 years. I have two daughters, Marion and Caroline. They're 12 and eight. And I went to law school right out of college. And for all of the reasons, probably you should not go to law school, right? Like I was smart and good in school and, you know, like to chat and argue and everyone's like, you make a great lawyer. And that kind of seemed like a really great thing to do because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm 22, you know, 21, 22 years old, making decisions for the rest of your life. Um, so went to law school, excelled in law school, loved law school. Actually, I'm one of those people who like, I, I loved law school. I thought the law was so interesting, all the kind of stuff. It was hard and challenging, but I liked it. Made some great friends, all the things went into practice in big law. And then the reality of what was happening kind of hit me, but you know, this is, in my mind, I'm thinking this is what I signed up for, right? This is what I went to school for. And I didn't really know this is what this was going to be like, but here I am. This is what I wanted. And here we are. And so I continued on in big law and had, you know, probably the basic typical big law experience as a young associate. I did have a very powerful, helpful mentor there um, who was a partner. He is great and still a great friend to this day and actually made that kind of experience tolerable and manageable. I learned a lot from him. Um, and, uh, he actually helped me into my next job where I went in house, but then 
that is actually where I became a mom when I was practicing in-house and I thought I was getting more flexibility, but when in fact I actually wasn't, unfortunately. And um, any of your moms in the audience who are attorneys or just moms in general who are working can probably relate to the feeling you walk out the door one person and you walk back in after maternity leave a completely different person who has different values and different priorities and that's okay but the environment hasn't changed you've changed and so then you find yourself in this conundrum of like what to do this is hard I don't know where to go um, I couldn't work from home it was just a very challenging time my husband's also an attorney his business was taking off and so I said you know I'm going to step back and stay home for a couple of years um, really thinking that that would alleviate the friction that I was feeling in my life. Um, and it was such a blessing to be able to stay home. I had another daughter, obviously, and it was such a blessing, but I knew inside like this stirring that there was more. And um, so I went back to part-time law and still felt that friction. And this is, you know, this is before pre-COVID too, where even work from home was even an option. So, you know, being a part-time lawyer, that's like, that was like not a real thing. Like, contract work meant you were looking over documents and like, you know, knee deep in discovery, like doing that type of work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's, you know, at a certain point in your career, you would like to do some more, you know, stuff. And so I found myself picking up uh, a side hustle and um, that's where I learned how to monetize my network first and foremost. And it also was my first introduction into personal development and into coaching. And that is where I realized where my superpower lies is not only empowering other women to step into the best versions of themselves. Um, and I have a unique understanding of women in the law, right? Like you, right. um, th there's, there's a really unique, uh, thing that happens I think when you become a when you're a female in the law and there are very few people that can really understand the psyche of a female lawyer other than a female lawyer um and so I dove right in Erin Gurner coaching was born and um I am just here to empower women in the law to you know have a career in life that aligns with their values and priorities that's awesome. That's awesome. And it sounds like you, you have a passion for it. I mean, you can just hear it in your voice, right? Like when you talk about it, it's just, it just comes out, which is which is fantastic. Um, and we'll definitely dive into that. But I got to rewind back and see your story a little bit. You said you loved law school. I don't hear that all the time. Um, what I, <laughs> what I, most people, that's not true. They, I guess most people, that's yeah, true. Most people hate law school and then they also hate their practice. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's, it is what it is, but what, what did you love about law school? Well, in true Aaron Gurner fashion, when I say that people are my superpower, even in that environment, that is what made law school for me because I found a community there, you know, I mean, you find your soldiers there, you know, you guys are like in yeah. the trenches doing this and you find your people, you know, not only that you're in the trenches with, but then you're having a beer with afterwards and being like, hell yeah, we did that you know, and going through that process. So, but I also found the law very interesting. Like I'm one of those people who likes, I want to know the full story, right? I think that's also the brain of a lawyer, right? Like I want to know the facts. So then I can like determine the analytical solution to that. I found that fascinating, the evolution of the law and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it was hard. Did I love studying? No. I mean, finals, please, all that kind of stuff. But 
I think as a whole, just for the community that I built there and the um, just that just that type of foundation, I think it was nice to set that foundation in the law. Like it didn't feel competitive until I actually went in, into practice. You know, a lot of people go to law school and they're immediately feeling like that competitive edge and maybe I was just oblivious to it, but like I didn't really feel that strong like push and pull like you hear people like ripping pages out of books and like all these like <laughs> crazy stories of people doing crazy things. Um, that was not where I went to law school. So maybe I just, <laughs> maybe I had a unicorn experience. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, I didn't mind law school either. I actually went to medical school and then MBA and then law school. And I actually didn't mind it uh, too much. I didn't love the study and all that stuff, but it, I, I, I can reason with you a little bit there. And law school was exactly like practicing big law, right? It was exactly, they taught you everything you needed to know about practicing a big law. Yep, that's exactly right. And not how to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I think a lot of lawyers find themselves a couple years into practice going, wait a second, like, this is not exactly what I envisioned this to be. But the funnel of law school is, is that like, that's what career services is putting in front of you. Those are where you're going for offers, you're on law review, you go big, you know, that's the direction that you go, you kind of put blinders on and then you get there and you look around and say, well, dang, I'm not really sure that this is what I exactly thought I was signing up for. This isn't really aligned with who I want to be actually. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any moment when you're kind of making the, the transition out of big law and then in, in council, in-house council and into part-time, like, did you have like a, an aha moment where you're like, enough is enough. I mean, I know you had your, your kids along the way with that it, or, you know, what kind of flipped the switch in your mindset to say, I, I got to figure out something else. Well, it's interesting. I actually have never told this story. Um, but this was my aha moment. I, um, something was happening in that big law or not in big law in that in-house job, we had just closed the deal. Like something had gone kind of sideways. Like there was some files that did get delivered, like nothing major, everything can be fixed. Right. Um, I got thrown under the bus for that and felt very, uh, taken advantage of in that situation because I'd really led that deal and push it home. And shortly thereafter, I, um, I, I decided I was going to stay home. Like that was, that wasn't the aha moment, but it was kind of the push of like, maybe I need to do something different. And when I went to turn in my resignation letter, the, um, the in-house counsel looked at me directly in the face and he goes, are you sure? Don't you think you need to ask your husband about that? And I was like, <laughs> thank you. And <laughs> thank you. And I am done. I will never again. It was like, I didn't know then what I actually know now, but it was kind of that moment in my mind where I was like, I will never have someone else be in control of my destiny ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it's all about, right? Just the, the freedom and the flexibility and um, not having somebody looking over your shoulder all the time when you're working at big law firms, basically anybody that has one year more of experience than you is your boss. So you end up with a hundred different bosses. It's, it's absolutely an insane uh, insane thing that we put ourselves through when we go down <laughs> that career path. For sure. For sure. There are lots of cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Well, let's dive into your current business. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, how was it, you know, you said that it was born. So how was it born? Like, where did you get the idea? Like, how did, how did it start? Was it an easy, was it an easy thing to get going or, or where are you at now too? So yes, when I was in that, um, that social selling place and was introduced to coaching, I actually hired a coach myself. Um, that I thought I was helping, that was going to help me with my business, which she did help me with my business. She also ended up being a lawyer and she also kind of switched the light bulb on that this coaching thing was actually like a thing, right? Like that this actually existed not only to help and empower people, but to also as a career, right? To monetize this. And I absolutely fell in love because I have always known that that's my superpower, right? Is to be able to, even in one conversation, my clients say this all the time, even in one conversation, it's like, oh, Aaron has this ability to see me, to understand, to flip the perspective and to get me going in the right direction. Even, I mean, even after one conversation with me, it's always been my superpower. And so I was like, I, I can help people do this and I am my client. I am this woman in the law. I think people who become coaches become coaches because they needed a coach during their time in practice, um, but didn't even know that that type of work was available, that type of support was available to them. And so, um, especially for women in the law, I think that it's, uh, it's also a really lonely place. There's not a lot of camaraderie. There's not a lot of like team building and all this kind of stuff. So you feel like you're kind of at it alone and you really don't know that there's a support that can actually help you get to where you want to go. Um, and that it's okay to have these feelings too, right? Um, so that's the long-winded version of Aaron Gurner coaching because I knew that I could help people. And so I got educated. I started learning and I just started showing up and serving people and helping women and the clients came because women need this right it was like as soon as I told the universe that this is where I was going it responded in kind because like women just need this and not only do they need someone like me to help them get aligned with their core values and their priorities so that they can have a career that in life that looks like what they want it to look like. They also want connection and community and that type of stuff. And so I, that's what I am able to uniquely bring is not only the coaching and the experience, but the ability to bring in a network and build a community of women who are law-minded and want the same things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, it there's a lot of value in, knowing that you're not alone right and a lot of times when you're working in, in big law there's you know you've got a million different bosses you're you're so busy you just feel like you can't really show any weakness um to anyone so you need to have somebody kind of outside of that law firm to be able to talk to and be able to share your feelings with um because you can't do it internally and and also if you don't have a strong family foundation that someone you can talk to there then who do you talk to you know, you need, and even with that, you still might need somebody that's a complete, you know, third party that can give you perspective and give you an idea of, you know, other people that are in those same shoes. Because even people outside the law cannot understand, like my non-lawyer friends, like always roll their eyes at me, but I was like, you can't, right? Like you cannot understand 
what we're going through, right? Because everyone is like, what are you talking about? You're making all this money. You've got this great job. You went, you're a lawyer for God's sake. Like, what are you complaining about? Like you have this prestigious, amazing job. And we're like, but we don't feel great about it on the inside. And then you feel like guilty for saying something like, oh my God, I have everything that I wanted or should have. And now I'm like, this doesn't feel right. It's very crippling. And you feel like there's something wrong with you. And I'm just here to tell women that there's not a stinking thing wrong with any of us. It is okay to change your mind, to change priorities, for things to shift and change. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think some of the biggest pain points are that you hear time and time again from your coaching client? That they are overwhelmed trying to do it all. They are overwhelmed trying to do it all. I think that this term work-life balance has been thrown around so loosely that it is actually crippling women in the law because they are trying and trying to achieve a balance that doesn't exist. Balance means equal. Things will never be equal. It does not matter how hard you try life and work and home. It's never going to be equal. Everything is a season. A day can be a season. A week can be a season. A month, a quarter can be a season. It's learning how to embrace that ebb and flow with the right mindset and tools that are setting you up to win every single day. It's not about the balance, right? We're overcomplicating it. It's crippling us. And so they come to me so overwhelmed. And my job is to help them unpack that. And you overwhelm is the feeling that you get, the anxiety you get when you feel like you have to do it all. And we've told ourselves that we have to do it all. And that's a story. And so the question is, is, is that really true? And no, it's not really true that you have to do it all. And so let's unpack this. Let's get clear on your priorities. Let's start to delegate. Let's start to let things go, right? Let's ask for help. There are, there are ways to set you up to win even when your life is hectic. It is always going to be hectic in life and law. That's the bottom line. We know that. We live it every single day. But we can get in front of that by being self-aware and, you know, and putting ourselves first and actually getting out in front of those emotions and that overwhelm and stop it before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that first step is really just changing the mindset, changing the mindset that you, you can't just constantly struggle because you are trying to find balance all the time and you're never really going to find it. So it's really that first mindset shift you've got to get over, right? Right. And it's just saying like, it's okay for it to be imperfect. We're going to embrace the imperfect. We're going to embrace the ebb and flow. What is imperfect and what works for you may not work for me. You know, people get all like, it's self-care too. People, lawyers, especially like to overcomplicate self-care. It's like, oh my God, I haven't exercised in five weeks. I'm, that's it. Like I'm it. Like my whole new year stinks. Like I'm off. No, 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 no. It's right. Like it doesn't have to be like that. It's just small simple mindset changes every single day and just giving yourself what you need in the moment and allowing yourself that permission to know that it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to be and that's okay and that's okay and learning and just embracing the fact that it's not going to be perfect is so freeing that's all we're taught in law school is how to be perfect 
it's drilled into us. You're not allowed to make mistakes. Our mistakes mean more than others' mistakes. It can cost someone their life, their company, their business, their anything, right? Like we got to be on all the time. And so we think we can't not be perfect. And everything has to, on the outside, look like it's perfect. And it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes life is a mess. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're trained to be quote unquote perfect, right? I mean, we can't have a, a comma in the wrong spot and we can't say the wrong thing in front of the wrong people, even one word or one sentence or frame it in a way that it shouldn't be framed. Everything's got to be perfect. We've got to be on all the time. And that puts a lot of pressure on us, you know, in our work day. Um, but we've got to understand that, you know, outside of work, you know, we, it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And I, I love what you said about you know, different seasons, right? There, there's never going to be balance. I mean, sometimes work is going to be a priority and you're going to have to focus a lot of your attention on that. And that's what you have to do in order to succeed um, at that at that point in time. And then whenever that season kind of starts changing, you can focus back on, you know, family or whatever, you know, whatever season it might be or self-care or taking, you know, catching up with yourself and, and all of that. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of more being inbound. It's getting comfortable with being inbound. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just keeping your priorities and values always in the forefront. And there you go. Right. Like that, that's it. That's as long as your values and your priorities are at the forefront of the decisions, you just embrace the season, set yourself up to win. Attorneys, doctors, passive income seekers. I'm talking to you. I remember investing in my first passive real estate deal, the anxiety, the uncertainty of what I didn't know in what I had never done before. It was a lot of money being wired to someone I barely knew. Now, it all worked out, but that's not always the case. I would have never invested in that same deal today now that I have the knowledge and the confidence to know how to invest intelligently. And now with a combination of uncertainty and a flood of newbie sponsors in the market, how do you find the true experts that will perform and make your investment successful? For those of you out there looking to learn how to invest passively in syndications, we've been behind the scenes working on something very special. You don't have time to go through a six month course or to try to make a program designed for deal sponsors work for you. You wanna be a passive investor, focus on your career and your family, but add cash flowing, appreciating commercial real estate investments to your portfolio. So you can practice when you want to and not because you have to. We've built a powerful passive investor program designed to teach you everything you need to know, but nothing that you don't. It's a four week program, but if you really want to make moves, it can be completed in just a few days with ongoing support as you make your investment decisions. Passive Income Pro is enrolling now with a very limited number of seats for each cohort, so you can get the hands-on attention that you need. Go to PassiveIncomePro.io to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. Can you maybe walk us through, um, you know, what, what's maybe one of your favorite exercises or, or questions that you question uh, series that you go through with your coaching clients to kind of pull some of this information out? One of my favorite and actually one of the simplest things I like to do is um, we always start with my clients. We do a value exercise. We do a life audit. We do all of that. And we do all of that work. What is actually very transformational is because we can actually visualize this is I ask them to write down their to-do list and get it all on one paper, like everything. Because a lot of times we got one over here, one over here, one on our phone, one on our calendar, our paralegal has one, like the husband, ha there's a family calendar shared, all the stuff. So I'm asking you 
to get everything written down on paper, every single thing. Because the first thing that happens is visually, you can look at that and say, there is absolutely no possible way that one human being can accomplish all of those things. It's not possible. <laughs> okay. So now your brain has, your brain is like, oh my gosh. Okay. So that is where your values and your priorities come in. And so it's like, okay, what is my priority for today? And then you are going to do the items on your to-do list that align with your priorities and values for the day. And you can only have like one or two. Because when you've got 15 priorities, you are not, you're not doing anything well. And you can also, when you do that and you look at that with your priorities for the day or the week, you can also say, okay, this can wait. I can push this off. I can delegate this work. I can ask my husband to do this. I can order food to do what there. You can see the full picture of where you can start to get rid of things, where you can start to delegate things, where you can let things go, push things off. It gives you that framework of you don't have to do everything at one time, right? And I also ask, like, if something comes in, the other thing that attorneys struggle with a lot and a very valuable exercise is to ask yourself if something's urgent or if it's a priority, because those two things are actually not the same. Urgent to you is completely different than urgent to a client or a work colleague or whatever. So you, your job is to be self-aware enough when that, when someone is trying to pile on work for you to say like, Hey, let me, let me check my schedule and see if that is something that I can fit in. Right. Instead of just immediately saying yes, because we're fixers and we want to do and take on and we think we can it's just stopping yourself in that moment and giving yourself 10 or 15 minutes to actually evaluate your to-do list, your priorities for the day to see if you actually have time for this. And if the answer is no, then it's say, I've got two hours for this. Maybe tomorrow I can give you, does that work? Or would you like me to push it off to someone else? That is empowering. That is not you saying, I can't do something that is empowering. That is you taking control of your schedule and your day and getting the stuff done that needs to be done instead of at the end of the day, you looking and saying, I did not get done anything that was important to me today. Are you saying you shouldn't say will do to every single task and project that you're, <laughs> you're asked <laughs> to accomplish? Is, that's not the right answer? It's almost a reflex. It really is. It's almost a reflex. It is, sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. But my response is just because you can doesn't mean you should. So when you ask yourself if something's a priority and you immediately say like, oh, yes, I've got to do that because X, Y, and Z deadline, I want, to, I want you to ask yourself again, is that really true? Right? Because you have to ask your brain again. Are you, are you telling yourself a story, but what is really true? Given the circumstances and your priorities for the day, what is really true? And what is one thing you can do right now that is going to remove this friction of you feeling like you've got to do everything at one time? Taking action is the surest way to alleviate overwhelm every single time. Works 100% of the time. Taking action. Little. Get up. Go for a walk. Change your environment. Send an email, call a friend, tell them you love them. Simple action to alleviate friction and then get going. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are some of the positive changes you've seen in your, in your coaching clients once they've kind of gotten over that mindset, implemented some of these changes and kind of got comfortable with being in balance and, and been able to say no or 
I can do this, but it'll have to, it'll have to wait till tomorrow or two days from now. I mean, what are some of those positive changes you've seen? I think you just highlighted and really started to touch on one right there. The biggest one being boundaries um, to be able to implement and keep boundaries and boundaries are not bad. Boundaries are actually a, a very important form of self-care. Um, so I think that's been huge because we have a very, I think lawyers have a very hard time setting boundaries because again, we just discussed our very difficult time saying no. So learning that has been hugely pivotal for people and in learning that it allows them to become more productive and more efficient in their work. And it also opens up other space for them to be able, because a lot of my clients come to me and they have, they're entrepreneur minded. They just don't know exactly what to do. So now we're opening up space to be able to like take action on building this other thing that they actually really love. So that is what, that is the changes that I see in my clients, the ability to set boundaries, to embrace, you know, this ebb and flow in the season with the right tools and the mindset. I'm teaching them to become their own coach, right? That's the bottom line because we're constantly self-coaching ourselves. You have to every single day. So I'm empowering them to be their own coach. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I want to switch gears just a little bit. It's still, it's still related, but um, wanted to ask, you know, what's, what's it like now? Because this, you know, we talk about finances a lot here and side hustles and things like that. So, you know, what's it like now that you're a recovered attorney um, and you focused on this new business that's grown and is doing incredible things? Um, you know, you've, you've got more freedom and flexibility with, with your time. And, you know, what, what's it been like um, as far as, you know, mindset wise, um, financially, right? Like trying to transition from that W2 to this side hustle that's now turned into a full-fledged business. I mean, what's that like, first of all, financially, and then second of all, you know, what's it like having control over your time? Because that's really what constrains us, I think. A lot of times when we lose control, that's when we feel out of control and we 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 struggle with that. That has been a huge adjustment for me. Um, I think that space, it's very much been learning how to be in that space of not knowing the how, but believing in the outcome and continuing to have grit and be consistent. Um, that, you know, that I think that that has been a huge mindset shift for me. And I think as an entrepreneur, when you move out of your W2, you have to have that. Like that is what to me, I don't care what business you're starting, you have to have belief grit and consistency. I mean, those are three key elements to any successful business. Um, but for me, it's just been the freedom of knowing that not only am I capable of so much more than I had ever expanded my mind to before, um, that type of freedom is so empowering. And then knowing that I now have a gift to share with other people to empower them to do the same is like what I wake up for every single day from a financial standpoint, it has been the most freeing thing to become debt-free. My husband and I, that has been a lot of our journey over the last five years is overcoming a lot of debt, a business failure, a lot of things that happened personally, professionally, and financially in our lives to be able to overcome that. And if I had not taken a chance on myself, 
at first in that social selling thing that I had no idea what I was doing, but I believed that something more was possible. If I hadn't taken that chance on myself, we wouldn't be here. There's no, there, there's no way it opened my mind to what is possible. And once you know that you're unstoppable. That's yeah, that's great. And it's awesome. You had the courage to, to do that, to step out and be an entrepreneur. Um, a lot of attorneys get stuck in thinking that's all we can do, right? Like that's a, that's a big thing. Um, I mean, I've been out of it for a while and it's still like, you know, what do you do? Most of the time I still say attorney because it's just the first thing out of my mouth um, instead of, you know, real estate investor or coach or whatever it might be. You know, it's still attorney. It's hard to let that go because you work so hard for it. And, you know, that's another mindset change you've, you've got to overcome for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of ego that needs to be let go in this process, right? Because we think in our mind, I remember even when my husband and I were going through, you know, our whole situation financially, I'm in my mind going, what in the heck, how have two intelligent attorneys gotten themselves here, right? Like my ego was talking, our ego talks a lot to us, especially as attorneys, our identity is very wrapped up in our profession. Um, and so there's been a lot of untangling that as well. Like, who is Erin outside of being an attorney? This is just one part of her that makes her a badass, but like all of these other things too make her super capable and qualified to do all of these incredible things. So there's work right. in that too, is discovering who that woman is. Yeah. 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 And you don't have to leave that person behind, right? I mean, all the all the education, all the experiences we've had as, as an attorney um, has helped us achieve what we've been able to achieve, right? I mean- Maybe you can expound on that a little bit. I mean, some of the things that, that you know, you've learned in your in your attorney journey that has allowed you to succeed in your new business. Oh, my gosh. That's what we don't understand is that we are actually some of the most capable entrepreneurs. Like, it's unbelievable because we our brain works exactly how it should. Because we see a problem and then we go out and solve it. It's like the Vanilla Ice song. Like, you know, if you've got a problem, you know, I'll solve it, right? Like. <laughs> give me the problem. And I'm smart enough to where I can go out and figure this out. And the other thing that I really encourage lawyers to do, because a lot of lawyers be like, oh, I hate networking. No, relationship capital is what will make you millions of dollars. Your network is your net worth all day long. So you got to get out there and you got to network and, and talk to the people and do all that kind of stuff too. So, um, but once we get into that space, a lot of attorneys who go to be entrepreneurs are like, they always, I laugh and we say like, oh my God, always people used to say like, you don't even seem like an attorney. Did people <laughs> used to say that to you? Like, dude, you don't even seem like an attorney. I was like, well, that's another indication why I need to be out here with people, you know, forming connections, networking, building my own business, doing the thing. So um, that we are so capable, but we get real, real lost in the how, because we know how to do a lot of things well, but once something comes across our plate that we don't know how to do, it scares us and it makes us want to go back into what we do know how to do. Um, and so it's just taking that first step out into the unknown and in the uncomfortable, because in the uncomfortable on the other side of that is massive clarity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can take them there with, with coaching and listening to, to podcasts and reading books and just like, just get out there and do it. I mean, don't feel like you're stuck. I think a lot of people just feel like they're stuck in what they're doing. They're not happy. And then they just keep doing it and they become unhappier and unhappier. But you, if you feel unhappy, you, you've got to make a change and you've got to be uh, willing to do so. 
Right. And you're the only one who can ultimately do that. Right. Like I have so many people saying like, I can't because X, this, that, or whatever. Those are excuses. You are not a victim. You are an empowered woman capable of doing anything that she sets her mind to. That is the mindset that you have to walk through every single day with is that I am capable. I am smart. I know where I am going. I am the expert. I am the expert. And if I don't know the answers, you better know that I will know and figure out who to go ask to get them. That's another great thing that we're good at as attorneys. We don't know what the answer is. We can go figure it out. Absolutely. And, and, And for entrepreneurs too, I mean, that's, that's really what makes you a good entrepreneur is just being able to handle issues novel issues that come up and it's like, well, I'm not just going to sit here because I don't know the answer. I'm going to go figure it out or find somebody that does. Yep. So if you have had something that has been weighing on your heart and your mind, um, there is a way we live in a world today where you can monetize just about anything. So just there's one step, send the email, schedule the lunch with the person you've been wanting to have lunch with pull up that website, sign up for the course, listen to the podcast, buy the book, take the step, one step at a time. It doesn't have to be a grandiose step. You don't need to know all the answers or all the details. You just have to start moving, moving, moving forward. And that, and the how will reveal itself. The how it Absolutely. reveals itself, but you have to keep moving. you got to take the first step. For sure, for sure. Aaron, before we jump into the Freedom Four, do you have one last gold nugget for our listeners? One last golden nugget. I think my one last golden nugget for all lawyers would be that I just want them to know that they are empowered and capable of practicing law differently. There is a different and better way. Life doesn't have to feel hard. Law doesn't have to feel hard. I think we get caught in this narrative of it's like, oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm miserable. That's the way it has to be. No, you can actually change this narrative and live a life that feels fulfilling to you. But you have to take the first step. Love that. Love that. All right, let's jump into the Freedom Four. It's time for the Freedom Four. What's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy? I have a very strong relationship with God and my faith. So I lean on my faith and I exercise and I make sure that I bring joy into my life every single day. Perfect. With all your success, what is one limiting belief that you've crushed along the way and how did you get past it? Ooh, perfection. Lord have mercy. Perfection. (laughs) It has been crippling at times in the way that I have overcome it is to consistently take messy action and just go and, and do it scared and know that it's not going to be perfect and um, just do it. Done is better than perfect is my new motto. Man, I love that. I never heard a phrase consistently take messy action before. I love that. I love that. All right. What's, what's one actionable step our listeners can do right now to start creating more freedom? I think it goes back to what I just said. Whatever that thing, that thing that you've been thinking about that you thought, oh, that was silly or that won't work or I don't have time for it or whatever. I want you to go take one small action step towards that goal. Book the class, call the person, schedule the lunch, whatever it is, send the email, pick up the phone, make, do that one action step today and prove to yourself and start giving your brain evidence that this is possible and that you are capable. Right now, your brain is telling you to be scared and to stay safe. 
but your job is to continually give it evidence that this works. So make the phone call, schedule the lunch. The person will say, yes, they want to help you. Then you keep moving and you take the next step. And last but not least, how has, you know, being an entrepreneur or creating passive income made your life better? Options and choices. That's it. Options and choices, because I think a lot of us are, you know, a lot of attorneys find themselves in golden handcuffs. They have this very high powered prestigious job. They're making tons of money, but they're also spending lots of money and they feel like they don't have options and choices. And what passive income does is gives you options and choices. It creates space in your life to move things around to create more freedom slowly but surely so you can have the life that you actually desire that's right and when you're living paycheck to paycheck even when you're making a lot of money which a lot of people a lot of attorneys do golden handcuffs bigger bills um even though we got big paychecks it all goes it all goes out the door um you got to create that space in order to to have the freedom and the, the mental space really to you know, think about business ideas and think about other things to, that you want to do and, and kind of finding your passion, right? I think that is so huge is being able to move that money piece to the side. Like that, that creates and takes up so much space in our lives, worrying about money and finances that it doesn't create space for anything else because it's just taking up so much room. So when you give yourself and you alleviate that tension and that friction, you've opened yourself, your mind, your life up to all these different experiences to flow in. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, I know you've got something that you want to share with our audience uh, that you've got coming up and then also let us know uh, where we can find out more about you. Yes. So you can find me. I am on social media, um, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram um, at Aaron Gurner. You can also go to my website, AaronGurner.com. But the most exciting thing that I would love to share with your listeners is that I um, am hosting a retreat for women in the law in May in the Texas Hill Country, May 4th through 7th. It is not a boring legal conference. It is what every single woman in the law needs, which is a break to actually relax to tune into themselves so they can go back refreshed. And I'm also going to bring in industry experts to help you up your game as an attorney, to bring in more clients, to grow your business, to do all the things. And you're going to build community with other law-minded women who want to do the same thing. There's nothing like this out here. I have wanted this for so long. And so I have created it for all of you guys, and we're going to do it. And I'm so excited about it. I love it. I love it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I, I can't cope. <laughs> you can do one for all the dudes. You can do a dude attorney retreat. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll start working on that. All right. We'll drop a link to that in the show notes. So you guys will have it. And Aaron has been awesome having you on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Aaron Gurner, ladies and gentlemen, that was fantastic. Another fine example of a fully recovered attorney who found her way through entrepreneurship and helping others, giving us all a little bit of hope, right? All right, well, check this out. Look, with all the volatility in the stock market, I'm sure you've considered investing in real estate. If you're unsure about how to invest passively or where to find great deals, great sponsors, or don't even know what a syndication is, I've got something for you. It's called Passive Income Pro. It's a four-week program guaranteed to give you the knowledge and the confidence that you need to invest in your first 
or your next passive real estate deal. Go to PassiveIncomePro.io to get started. All right, kiddos, as always, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.